Hey, Jay. Yeah? Guess what? What? Twitter just reminded me that today... Yeah? One year ago... One year? January 11th, 2020... (gasps) The Twin Towers. (laughs) We uh, officially created our social media for the Pretty Crazy Podcast. Oh my goodness! Which means this week is exactly one year... One year! Since the Giggling Granny... Giggling Granny episode. And now we're here. And now we're here. And what a year it's been, huh? Yeah. Someone says 111. Or something 11 of like what dollars? Yeah, it wasn't even 111. <laughs> I know, it was not. So, um before I get into this story, I would like to say that tomorrow is my best friend's Rachel's birthday. Yeah. And then my other best friend Elizabeth's birthday is on Friday. 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 So, um and I miss them both terribly. Aw, missy, 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 misses. Um, <laughs> and in honor of our one year <gasps> and of my two best friends' birthdays, <gasps> I'm going to tell a story about three best friends. Gasp! It's like the three three bears, and they're going to find Goldilocks. Yeah, I mean, it's a really bleak story, and I actually am so happy that me and my um, and two of my best friends are not like this. Does Goldilocks kill the three bears? <laughs> All three bears? All three Maybe bears. Maybe in the original one. Maybe. That one episode we did about the... Um, Grim fairy tales. Yeah, we didn't talk about Goldilocks. We didn't talk about Goldilocks. <sighs> okay, so... Um, I researched the fuck out of this one. And I'm going to give you all of the uh, sources at the end. Because I don't want you... Knowing exactly what happens until okay. the end. All right. Well, what, what, what's going to happen at the beginning? Okay. So, Skylar Niece. Um, Skylar. Skylar. Um, she was born February 10th, 1996 to Mary and Dave Niece. Dave Niece. Um, she lived in Star City, West Virginia, which is on the outskirts of Morgantown. Okay. You've been in Morgantown? Everybody's been to Morgantown from Pittsburgh. Yes. Probably at some point. It's not at some far. Point. Um, And she was an only child, so she did have a lot of friends. Um, But in second grade, she met a girl named Sheila Eddy. And um, she lived in a different area of Morgantown. Um, But they did stay friends, even though, like, they lived, like, 20 miles apart. Um, And they stayed friends all the way until Sheila moved into the same school district as Skylar for high school. Okay. So at this point, they just became, like, inseparable. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, Sheila was born September 28th, 1995 in Blacksville, West Virginia. Um, like I said, which is no close to Star City, I guess. Um, but when she began at university high school, high school, (laughs) (laughs) um, Sheila and Skylar became super close together. And then they had a third friend named Rachel Schof. Schof. Yeah, so just the third friend, you know, not like the third best friend. Well, no, they were all. I was, I was getting there. You're getting there. Um, she was born June 10th, 1996, in Morgantown. 
Mm. Um, and she had attended Catholic grade school and middle school up to that point. So basically uh, at, at this point, all three of them are now in the same school and um, they soon become the quote unquote three musketeers. Three musketeers. So this last one is the least liked of the three. So she's basically the Melissa of the three. Oh. <laughs> because she went to Catholic school. I didn't go to Catholic school. CCD? Yeah, but I mean, like, every Catholic goes to CCD. Well, yeah, but... Um, well, her name's Rachel, so maybe she's... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Love you, Rach. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so there's a lot of talk, and this this kind of, like, made me laugh. Um, the one podcast I listened to, and then, like, a lot of the articles I read, there were, like, a lot of times with girls, you can have two best friends, you can have four, five, or six best friends, but three is, like, the unmagical number. Unmagical. <laughs> I just made that a word if it's not a word. It's non-magical. Not, it's not a magical word. Because um, uh, I do have other best friends, but me, Elizabeth, and Rachel are besties. Yeah. We have pictures of the three of us together. Yeah. Like, all the time. Yeah. All the time? Well, I mean, when we're together. Okay. Okay? Okay. Take pictures. Um, Wait, let me take a selfie. <laughs> but, I mean, we were, like, the core three. Core three. Yes. The three musketeers, if you will. The three musketeers. So, I mean, I really don't understand this drama, but... Nougat. It could also be that Elizabeth um, always had a lot of friends. So, you know, if me and Rachel just hung out alone, like, Elizabeth didn't feel weird about it. You know? Because Elizabeth's super popular. You hear that, Liz? Super pop. (laughs) Super pop. Aw, thanks. It's because she's the nice one out of the three of us. That's true. Um, <laughs> You're the bitchy one. <laughs> Rachel's the bitchy one. Oh, oh, whoa, them's fighting more. She knows. She knows. Anyways, <laughs> so Skylar was a tiny. Um, she was very short. She was tiny with dark hair and bright blue eyes. Oh. Um, you're pointing at me. Me and Elizabeth are both very short. Yes, but <laughs> Elizabeth... short bitchy. Oh well, that I didn't say Skylar was bitchy. I just felt it coming off. Oh, no. She's not bitchy. Oh. Uh, So Rachel was in theater um, and had long red hair. Okay. And Sheila had long brownish blonde hair and was slim and very pretty, like in a basic white girl pretty. Okay. So one's one's a blonde. One's a redhead. And one's a brunette. Yes. This is so weird. (laughs) Like, they're like, you know polar opposites of like you know like they fit into every category yeah yeah and like you you know what i mean like and they were all very pretty so i mean like they were they were popular in school and like they were all like pretty girls um but they're like they're like the the malibu barbie set yeah (laughs) that's what i'm trying to get at it's true um so it was kind of like mean girls they said a lot of people said it was like kind of like uh, like a Regina George, okay. you know, Gretchen Wieners, and... Uh, <laughs> I, the name always makes me trouble. Katie Heron, but also, you know, poor Karen, but there's only three of them in this situation. True. Okay, so... Um, do, 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 do. The girls had um, done, like, the normal acting out in the high school type of thing. Like, they would sneak out, they would smoke pot, they would drink, sometimes they would hang out with boys... Yeah. Um, and it kind of seemed like Sheila was kind of like the main 
catalyst, the Regina George, if you will. Okay. Um, for this behavior. She was the bad bitch. She was the bad one. Um, and I think she was also kind of like the most popular one too. Okay. So something happened and the three of them quickly turned into two on one. Did they summon a god? No. <laughs> like, like the craft? No. That was four. Also. Oh, Come on. Okay. Um, so it was Skylar that began to be pushed out. Oh, no. So Sheila and um, Rachel became closer best friends. And Skylar kind of got the kick. Oh. Which hurt her feelings because she had been best friends with Sheila since second yeah. grade. Um, and actually on the one Dateline episode, um, Skylar's other best friend, like since she was like in preschool, said that like she was, you know, they always said they were going to, you know, be best friends. But like in high school, they kind of lost touch a little bit because like she was so close to Sheila. Yeah. So um, on August 21st, 2011, Skylar wrote in her diary that um, they had been drinking and at Rachel's house and Rachel like is the one that went to Catholic school and her family is very um, religious and um, <laughs> they got super drunk and locked themselves in Rachel's room. Okay. Well, at that point, Sheila and Rachel began to make out like almost to like sex. Okay. And Skylar just had to stay in the room, like locked in this room with them while they were doing this um, because she was afraid that if she left, then she would get in trouble for drinking. Yeah. So, like, it was a very inappropriate. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, I, and like I, Sheila, I think I leave and just take the take yeah, the lashes, but because you know they'd get it worse. I <laughs> I don't know. Um, but Skylar wrote a lot about Sheila's sex life because like they were best friends, they shared everything. Um, and it didn't. They said like it didn't sound like she was jealous or anything. It was just like. Um, they could, of the matter. yeah. And like, she kind of like lived vicariously through them. Yeah. Through her. Um, but the whole like lesbian thing, it, it was kind of like, were they just drunk and making out or was it something more like, were they becoming a, a we <laughs> type yeah, of thing? Royal we. Um, so in the spring of 2012, they started like really fighting with each other a lot. And Skylar kind of like got pushed out of the group. Okay. So also in the summer, um, I'm guessing like the early summer, they, like the families were so close that Skylar and Sheila still went on a trip to Myrtle Beach together for a week with the families. And apparently they fought the entire time. Hmm. So um, it was a really, really bad situation. But um, it got worse. <laughs> oh, yeah? So on May 31st, uh, Skylar tweeted, and there's a lot of tweets in this, so I'm going to read them. Hashtag. Because this is 2012, and they're teenage girls. Okay. So, May 31st, you're a two-faced bitch and obviously fucking stupid if you thought I wouldn't find out. Oh. June 9th, won't miss anyone from school over summer, because if we're really friends, we'll hang out. If we aren't, we won't. And on the same day... Just know I know. Just know I know. 
June 10th. Hope you don't expect me to give a fuck anymore. Hashtag bye. Hashtag bye. July 4th. It really doesn't take much to piss me off. And then well, we know that. Yeah. And then sick of being at fucking home. Thanks, friends. Love hanging out with you all too. Which is funny because <laughs> I think also in around 2012, I tweeted almost the exact same sentence. <laughs> I think you might. Yeah. You it might. wasn't about it wasn't about Elizabeth and Rachel, though. No, but you, you might have been these people. <laughs> no, no, I was not. You will take that back at the end of the story. I will not. <laughs> I will not recant my story. You can't make me. Okay, so on July 5th, um, she tweeted, You doing shit like that is why I will never completely trust you. And then later on that day, all I do is hope. All I do is hope. Yeah. Hope, 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 no matter what. So Sheila um, also tweeted on July 6th and said at 6.09 a.m., always keep your, or she retweeted, always keep your coal. Keep your coal. So we're having some Twitter battles. Twitter battles? But it's like the passive aggressive Twitter battles that teenage girls do. Yeah. Um, and presidents of the United States. But anyways. Um, <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> Anyways, what what kind of what kind of tweets do you think Abe Lincoln would have said if he had Twitter? Nice shot. Hashtag. <laughs> Take your best shot. No. Hit me with your best shot. Going to the theater. Hashtag hope I don't die. <laughs> oh, oh, poor Abe. Poor Abe. OK, so um, here's where we get to the to the mystery part. Are you ready? I'm ready. So July 7th. OK. 7th of July. 7-7. Four days after my birthday. 2012. My 23rd birthday. (laughs) Okay. Just because you said July 7th like that. I just had to throw it away. Around lunchtime, Skylar's father knocked on the door um, because he would go to the house and she would take the car because she had to go to work. She worked at Wendy's. Yeah. So she would drop him back off at work and then she would take the car to Wendy's that way. I guess maybe the mom picked him up on the way back. I don't know. But that was just kind of like their thing. So he knocked on her door and no answer. So he unlocked it manually like with like um like a pick or something and he noticed that she was gone. So her phone was gone, but like her charger was still there. And he thought, oh, you know, maybe she just went shopping with her friends because it's summer break. Yeah. Um, No big deal. So he tried calling her friends and um, nobody had seen her. Hmm. So he thought it was really weird. And he like talked to his wife and she's like, you know, um, just wait until her shift starts at four. And, you know, I'm sure she's going to show up at work. Maybe she just like got caught up in something. Yeah. Well, before she can even call Wendy's, Wendy's calls her and says, hey, she didn't show up for work today. Oh. So this is a problem. <laughs> it is. Um, so the um, so Dave, her father, actually ends up calling 911 and explains that she must have snuck out because when they went outside, they saw a bench like right below her window and her window was propped open just a tiny bit. Yeah. Like she was coming back. Okay. Um, so whenever he told the cops that they didn't put out an Amber alert because at that point, like, it sounds like she had purposely left. It wasn't kidnapping. Yeah. 
Um, so even though Skylar was rebelling, she was a straight A student and she always showed up to work. Mm. So this wasn't anything that would be normal at all. Um, something was really wrong. And also she did not take her cell phone charger, her contact lenses, straightener, toothbrush, anything like that. Medicine, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and as somebody who wears contacts, like I would never leave willingly without them. <laughs> yep. Because, I mean, you can get, like, a straightener and a cell phone charger other places, but not your fucking contact lenses. Um, so, like I said, she didn't get an Amber Alert, but they still, like, the cops still took the report and everything. So, eventually, Sheila calls over to the house. And, um, you know, she was trying to help. She was saying, like, oh, you know, I hope I can help. But then she calls back and she says she wants to admit something. Yeah. She said at around 11 p.m., um, Sheila and Rachel had picked up Skylar from outside of her house. Um, and they went joyriding for about an hour and then they dropped her back off, um, around midnight, like down the road. Yeah. So, um, but they didn't want to drop her off at the door because they were afraid. Skylar said that she didn't want to wake up her parents. Yeah. Um, so they were like, you know, thank you so much for telling us this. You know, she must have, she must have like been picked up somewhere between home and this pick in this drop-off spot yeah which is about a block away so then um they remembered that they had security cameras on like the parking lot so at 12 30 they see skylar getting into the back of a sedan and um they didn't know whose car it was like they the footage is so grainy that you really can't tell yeah um and it was dark so you can't see like who's in the car um so they figured that at this time, you know, she came back around midnight and then she snuck back out to meet somebody else. Okay. Um, so they pull Sheila for questioning and her story sticks, but she's also asking a lot of questions about like, basically what, like, what do they know? Yeah. So, um, and Rachel was actually away at church camp called Camp Bosco, which was like a Catholic church camp. Oh. And it had like rained and like, so it got pushed back a couple of days. So she was still at the camp at this point. Yeah. So when they finally do pull Rachel for questioning, um, she doesn't show up to the first one. Okay. But then at the second one, she shows up, but gives the exact same answers. Story. Oh. Like to like, like verbatim. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they do have a, um, a police on like a, a police detail on this and her name is I keep wanting to mispronounce it so Jessica Cole Cole Bank not Cole Brook Cole Bank and she thinks there's something going on like underneath the surface and just because of like how close the stories are it's just it's a feeling yeah so during um Skylar's disappearance there's absolutely no leads at all yeah um, it's basically like she just got on this film and then just disappeared. So there were a couple of different rumors because it's high school and, you know, who knows. So near Blacksville, which is close to where they were, there was a series of robberies that had taken place, um, bank robberies. And there were like some, like one right before she went missing and then a couple right after. And they thought she might have been involved in this because a boy named Dylan Conaway um who had like dated Sheila before um, actually was the brother of a suspect in the robberies. Huh. 
So it was a weird connection. Um, he did remain a person of interest throughout the whole case. Yeah. Um, there was another rumor that Skylar had actually overdosed on some drugs at a, at a party and then somebody flipped out, like freaked out and then hit her body. Hit her body. But there was no sign of her ever doing drugs heavier than weed. Yeah. She wasn't like a drug addict or anything. She just smoked weed occasionally. Okay. Um, and then there was also a rumor that the second person who picked her up was maybe an internet predator that she was like secretly dating. That's possible. Um, so <laughs> during this time, Sheila and Rachel continued to post on social media, like normal things, but also like every once in a while they would tweet, you know, I miss you, Skylar. Please come home. Or Skylar, come back. I seriously can't do a school without you. I miss you too much. Too much. So um, Cole Cole Bank, I keep wanting to say Cole Brook, Cole Bank, um, knew there was something up. And she said that there was something about Sheila's demeanor. And she could, like, turn on the waterworks when she wanted to. Yeah. Um, But there's, there's nothing. Like, at this point, it's just a weird story. Yeah. So the FBI does get involved because there was another missing person at the same time. And like they thought it might have been connected, but it really wasn't. But the FBI is involved now. Yep. So they start like going through surveillance cameras and they find a convenience store that shows Sheila's car heading west towards Blacksville while she had claimed originally that they were going east. Oh. Um, and cell phone records show that Rachel and Sheila's phone ping near, like, at a tower near Blacksville around 4 a.m. on the 6th. Okay. Which is a complete lie from anything they had said before. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> so, we're Busted. getting we're getting down to it here. Getting down to the nitty gritty. So, the FBI agent, his name is Morgan Spurlock, which, Spurlock. doesn't that sound like the bad, like, the most badass name for, like, an FBI agent? No. It's like Murdoch from like with spurs, like old West. <laughs> yeah, but I mean like from uh the X Files, like Murdoch. No. I think it's cool. It's lame. And um How would you like your last name to be Spurlock? I mean my last name's Schnur. Right. <laughs> okay. So Sheila took a polygraph test and she was like completely confident that she had passed. And then Rachel was going to take one, but instead she jumped out of the car. <laughs> yeah. And ended up with Sheila's mother instead. And um, so Sheila's mother was there. Her name's Tara. And she was talking to to Officer Colbank. And she was like, I wish you would stop picking on my daughter. And she's like, well, your daughter's a fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> and that is a liar. I love this. I love this cop. She's great. So during this time, a, a tweet from Sheila, <laughs> no one on this earth can handle me and Rachel. If you think you can, you're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. Oh. I just had a slight heart attack because Jason thought that he might have heard this story before. But it was not me. So maybe you actually did listen to one of my podcasts at some point that I listened to. Maybe. Or I can see the future. <laughs> Well, anyways, <laughs> now that I have, uh, <laughs> I hope I haven't done this one before. Well, if so, reboot. 
I I'm ninety nine percent sure I have not done this one again before. Again. <laughs> okay. Anyways. So. Okay. Here's where it all unravels. All right. Where is it going to unravel, Millie? So on December twenty eighth, um, a nine one one call came in from Patricia Schoff, um, who is Rachel's mom. And Rachel's having a complete fucking mental breakdown. Oh my god! Like, you can hear her screeching on the phone. Um, so they admit her to Chestnut Ridge Center, which is like um, a mental facility. And on January 3rd, 2013, um, she's released and she goes Ooh. directly to U.S. Attorney, Attorney's Office looking for a deal. A deal. So she walks in, sits down, and her first three words, we stabbed her. We stabbed her. So um, there was a big pause huh. <laughs> while everybody's trying to figure out what, what's going on. Um, Rachel ends up pulling over a trash can because she thought she might have to throw up. Um, and she goes into what happened. Oh, man. In early... She did. Well, she did. In early 2012, uh, Rachel and Sheila joked about killing Skylar in science class. <gasps> and I can't see with your arm like that. <laughs> um, but then they like decided it wasn't a joke. Oh no! They're gonna just fucking do it. <laughs> so on that day, and like this is like months, like months beforehand. Yeah. Um. So on that day, Sheila grabbed two knives from the kitchen. Uh, Rachel took a shovel from her father. Um, they put that along with cleaning supplies and a change of clothing in, in their um, trunk. And then they hid the knives under their hoodies wrapped in rags. Oh, no. Um, Skylar believed they were going to be driving to Brave um, PA, which is um, like just like south of Washington. Okay. So um, not far from where yeah. we went to college. <laughs> Um, and they had been there before to get high because it was very close to, I think, Sheila's family's property. Okay. And, um, it might have been Rachel's property, but I think it was Sheila. So they got into the woods and they were like getting ready to smoke and they asked Skylar to go get a lighter from the car. Yeah. At this point, they said, on three, one, two, three. And literally stabbed her in the back. Oh, man. Um, she did fight back. And she ended up cutting Rachel's leg. Um, but she was quickly overpowered. And uh, Skylar's last words were, why? Oh, why? And Rachel said the reason why was, we didn't like her. What? Yeah. But you did. So, um, later it's confirmed that they stabbed her 50 times. 50 times. Um, so Rachel tried to lead the detectives to the murder site, but there was just so much snow that they couldn't locate it again. Yeah. Um, and later that night, Rachel visited Sheila, but she was wearing a wire. Yeah. Um, but they couldn't get anything like out of her that oh. night. So on January 4th, these are all tweets from Sheila now. First time I've ever been completely speechless. Holy fuck. January 7th, walk straight through hell with a smile. Um, January 15th, um, you don't even know the amount of shit you have caused. 
And January 16th, um, Gaskins went back to Brave. Gaskins was um, a, a trooper on the case. And covered in branches, he found human remains with a cell phone. Oh, no. Um, the cell phone did turn out to be Skylar's whenever they plugged it in, like they plugged in the SIM card. Yeah. Um, the DNA took was going to take a while because yeah. of how decomposed she was. Oh. So on January 22nd, Sheila tweeted, wonder if there's a law and order SVU where they don't figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> and on January 28th, Rachel tweets, there's so much I regret, but I'm on a new path and I seriously couldn't be happier. Um, March 13th, um, the body's identified as Skylar and Sheila tweets, the pain is real. Rest easy, Skylar. You'll always be my best friend. I miss you more than you could ever know. Rotten hell, you fucking bitch. Oh. <laughs> Not that last part. That was me. Oh. Um, <laughs> on March 31st, Tweela tweeted, this one is, this one's the worst. Okay. We really did go on three. Oh. Like it's bone chilling. Yeah. <laughs> and like nobody knew, like, I mean, the cops knew what that went, meant, but nobody else knew because yeah. at this point they had not arrested anybody because they didn't know for sure that it was Sheila or the Skylar's body and like Rachel could have been lying. So like they really want to make sure they have all their ducks in a row. Yeah. Um, April 27th, she tweeted, ain't no rest for the wicked. Yeah. And then April 28th, I hate seeing or hearing things that remind me of you because you're the last person I want to be reminded of. Uh-oh. Now, these could be about other things, but like, yeah. knowing what you know. So, yeah. on May 1st, Sheila and her mother were at Cracker Barrel in Granville, uh, West Virginia, when a Spurlock rolls up and she is arrested for first degree murder. Oh. Um, on the same day, Rachel pled guilty to second-degree murder. Okay. On uh, September 4th, 2014, Sheila was charged as an adult with one count of kidnapping, one account of first-degree murder, and one count of conspiracy to commit murder. Okay. Um, she pl- pleaded not guilty, but eventually she did plead um, plead first-degree um, this way that like it was the plea deal that Pennsylvania wouldn't press charges only West Virginia would press charges if she uh, if she took the plea. Um, and also this way, the parents don't have to sit through a trial. Yeah. So, is he sitting on Sophie? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, bad idea, Sam. Anyways, um, so January 24th, 2014, um, the parents of Skylar sat in the courtroom where she, uh, while Sheila Eddy was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole okay. for 15 years. So she can get parole in 15 years. Yeah. Um, Rachel, she was um, sentenced to 30 years for second degree murder and eligible for parole in 10 years. Um, but she was, so Sheila didn't say anything really, but Rachel said, I am so sorry I don't know if there's a proper way to make this apology because there are not even words to describe the guilt and remorse that I feel each day for what I've done. The person that did that was not the real me, not the person I am, not what I'm made of, and not what I believe in. I don't think I ever thought that thought this would ever happen. I became scared and caught up in something that I did not want to do. I never realized the gravity of my actions and how many people I've hurt. I hurt the niece family and those who love Skylar. I hurt my parents and shame my family. 
I hurt my teachers and know who's believed in me. I hurt my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. May God bring eternal peace to Skylar and the entire Nice family. And I pray each day for forgiveness. So Dave spoke out, Dave Nice. Yeah. And said to take her apologies and everything else and sit on them because that's what they're worth. Yeah. Um, so the big thing is that people like believe that Sheila is the mastermind behind all of it. But it sounds kind of like they both did it, but Rachel had a harder time dealing with it. Yeah. Um, I mean, they both stabbed her to death. Yeah. In her back. 50 times. Um, they were both sentenced, like I said, and they are currently incarcerated at Lakin Correctional Center in Mason County. Um, they're not, like, together in there. Like, they're together in the same prison. But um, apparently... One of them, I think it was Rachel, just got married to a woman in prison. So that lesbian thing might have actually been more of a motive than we don't like her. Yeah. Um, okay. Especially with the whole, you know, there's so many things that I could tell people. And, you yeah. know. Um, so the one good thing that came out of this was Skyler's Law. And um, Skyler's Law is it modifies the West Virginia Amber Alert to put out an immediate public announcement regardless if the child has been kidnapped or not. Okay. Um, this was passed unanimously in May of 2013. It wouldn't have helped Skylar because they didn't know she was missing. She was with two friends. Yeah. But it could save others. And you know. Yeah. Um, one of the tweets from Rachel before the murder even happened was don't make a permanent decision for a temporary emotion. Well, <laughs> very, very, very permanent decision. <laughs> very permanent decision right there. So I kind of flew through that. Um, but my sources, let me give you these before we move on. Ooh. Yeah. Um, L.com did a really, really, really good write-up, which is where I got most of my tweets from. Okay um snapped the tv show 2020 dateline um the podcast i listened to were crime junkie and uh morbid and then also there is a book that i i read some of i didn't have access to the whole book and i wasn't gonna be able to read it in time um was the savage murder of skylar niece okay um and they went into a lot of detail on that um but yeah so <laughs> oh, man. two best friends literally killed their third best friend by stabbing her in the back just because they didn't like her anymore. And we're the three best friends that <laughs> anyone could have. And we're the two best friends that anyone could have. And I'm the only best friend that I could have. And now I'm dead. Oh, oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. So what do you think about that story? Um, I think that's really depressing. I think it teaches you to trust no one. and uh, you Even know, your best friends in second grade. Always uh, always take the spines off of books and pack your uh, hoodies full of hoodies full of your uh, the spines of hardback books. That's first rule of prison, bitch. <laughs> so people can't stab you. Go to the time. library. Yeah. <laughs> rip the rip the hardback books off the off the spines and pad your back well, and your sides luckily i am not um 15 or 16 anymore but my best friend since first grade would never stab me in the back oh yeah and my best friend 
My other best friends wouldn't either. My best friend that was in first grade would totally stab me in the back. Who was that? Austin. No, I Austin likes you. Yeah, but he would. No. But, I mean, this is like Mean Girls on crack. Like, literally, like, Regina George made up some rumors, but, yeah. like, these people literally stabbed her in the back. Yeah. Yeah. But they were also lovers. Potentially. In the night. I feel like that is a, a nut. Okay, so obviously killing her just because you didn't like her is obviously the worst reason ever. But, like, because they chose to make out in front of her. And then they were like, oh, we shouldn't have done that. Like, just don't. Two can keep a secret. Three can keep a secret. <laughs> if one of them is dead. If one of them is dead. <laughs> Clearly not, because Rachel could not keep that a secret. <laughs> yeah. It is like Pretty Little Liars mixed with Mean Girls. It's like, two Pre- can Pretty keep Little a Mean Girls. <laughs> That's what we probably should name this episode. Pretty Little Mean Girls. Pretty Little Mean Girls. Um, oh, the one good thing is Rachel Schof at her trial. Or yeah. at her, not at her trial, at her hearing. Um, she gained like a bunch of weight. Yeah. <laughs> so um, her face was like super fat. Okay. That's good. Yeah. I feel better. But now. like they're like prison shots. Like they have like, they look so great in them. And I'm just like, fuck you. Oh, so great. Yeah. If they have like curled hair and like just like fuck you. Yeah, you gotta look you gotta look your best for your day in prison. <laughs> oh, so that's the Skyler Neath story. Done oh, very quickly. That is. That's uh it scares me. Girls scare me. Girls are terrifying. Girls are very terrifying. So for our one year anniversary episode. What does Jason have for Jason's, Jason's, Jason's Corner? Jason's Corner. (laughs) All right. So (laughs) I want to know that you're bringing a bright spot to humanity, okay, Mm -hmm. with Melissa's Law. Oh. What is Melissa's Law and how will it help redefine humanity? Like a criminal law? It can't be criminal. It could be business. It oh, could so be... we know yours is going to be business. <laughs> <laughs> no, not necessarily. But it could be It could be something that will help uh, aid and abed people that are going through a hard time. Mm. It could be something that will be uh, fix something that is broken. It could oh. be aid, aid something that is, uh... Okay, well, I got it. Okay, good. Go. So, um, this has actually been, like, a major discussion in our family as of recently due to yes. some situations. But there is a severe problem with adults under sen- senior age. So, we're talking, like, 18 to 65. Yeah. Or even 55 depending okay. on um, them being able to be put into a facility that can help take care of them if they are not mentally or physically able to take care of themselves. Okay. So it sounds like something that like every place has, but uh, spoiler alert, it, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if unless there's like total loss of facilities and controls probably. 
Well, well, I mean, yeah, that that that's probably still a bunch of hurdles for. So I I think that if it's a physical ailment, it might be a little easier than if it's a mental ailment because yeah. so if you're physically impaired, you probably have the wherewithal to know that you can't do certain things. Yes. So if you have to go into assisted living because you have you're a par- or you're a quadriplegic. Yes. Not saying that quadriplegic people can't live on them their own because a lot of them are really awesome and and can um you know especially with you know enhanced prosthetics and everything but there are some people who can't yes and that's fine um but i think those people know that they can't do certain things so they're more likely to like live in a place that can help them do things but people who have mental you know gaps um they might not think there is a problem yeah and that's why you see a lot of mentally ill people number one being homeless yeah number two living in squalor yeah and like number three just like basically having their whole family resent them and they like lose touch with everybody because it's just a fucking disaster so i think that like a good law would be that if there if somebody does not have the mental capacity to know what is best for them, then they should have a team of social workers or something determine how to help them. I know it gets a little slippery because like you don't want to push somebody into something they don't want to do. But I mean, in the situation that I'm talking about, the person I am speaking about doesn't understand that they are not living a healthy life. And I'm not saying like they're like eating poor. They're not eating at all. They're not drinking at all. They're not able to take medication, but they think that they are, that they are. So what, okay. What I see is the deficiency in, in this plan so far. Okay. Is that there is not enough social workers. There's not no. That meet the demands for this program. Okay. That's true. There are not, it would require an increase in the wage of social workers, which they do require an increase in wage. But it, it could also be like, if you have a team of them, yes, you know, then yes, you have to have more social workers, but how many people out there with a psych degree do not have a psych job? Yes, this this is also true. I mean, I'm one of those people. I personally would not want to be in this situation um, because I don't think that I am the personality type that would be good for this. Yeah. Um, I lean more towards the criminal side. <laughs> well, yeah, as we said. But, um, you know, but there are a lot of people who go for psych and since they can't say they can't get their master's for some reason, it's very expensive. They don't have the time. Maybe like some people with bachelor's degrees that can get a certification to help just like place these people. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Because there's a lot of psych degrees out there. There are a lot of psych degrees. And I can tell you, almost none of them work in the psych field. <laughs> what um what would be yours that is clearly gonna be a business one? Well, actually, I think Jason's Law is that Oh, I thought you had one whenever you... I don't have one. (laughs) 
But Jason's law is that I want to be able to help those that are able to like oh the inventors of the world mm-hmm. so like i guess the business people of the world that we can create a conglomerate that will be the next google or the next you know apple but it'll be for the people so it'll basically be its own sovereign country okay Okay. It'll operate and pay taxes to maybe the Czech Republic. <laughs> Why the Czech Republic? I don't know. I'm choosing some country that'll host us for the cheapest amount of tax taxation possible. Oh. We have to we have to choose which country, you know, wherever you do business you have to pay taxes to, right? So okay. somewhere in Eastern Europe. Yes. <laughs> I mean Yes. They need they need money. They need money too. But like so wherever the labor is that is capable of doing whatever I can do, you know, there are, there are plenty of poor Slavic countries. There are plenty of poor African countries. There are plenty of poor, whatever I central American countries, central American countries, whatever the resources that I need for the patents that I, that I have and that I can use and utilize and develop. Mm-hmm for this conglomerate and if i can somehow jason's law is going to tiptoe the line of monopoly oh great can you okay it's going to break i need you to give me like a one sentence all right summer summation of what you are saying jason's law is that there is no longer a monopoly such a thing as a monopoly there is this so 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 yes yes like an evil yes yes (laughs) no 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 there okay monopolies are allowed to exist in the real world as long as they are good monopolies do you want to explain what a monopoly is for people who don't understand monopoly as in the board game is when you control all the properties and you Basically, you are forced to pay so, like, to that company. If you are in an area and you only have the choice yes. of Comcast. Comcast, yes. Oh, isn't where we both went for Comcast? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we don't even have Comcast down here. <laughs> no, but it's it's normally utility companies, and that that's because of how they were set up back in the day. But anyway, if you're forced to pay or go to that provider for a service. And that service is necessary mm-hmm. and you are forced to utilize that service and forced to pay whatever rate they are asking. You can't shop around. You can't shop around or compare and you need them. That is a monopoly. Mm-hmm. Now, if they are offering a fair and reasonable service and price for that, that is a good monopoly. Like the water company. Like the water company, which is government. Yes, controlled. but I mean, like, but but it is fair. You don't get to choose which water company you have. No, no, no. Yeah, that's correct. 
but it is fair and regulated and there is a little bit of a markup for them to make. So what does Jason's law do with these monopolies? Jason's law collects monopolies, puts them all in a bundle so that we now take and we take the risk out of like, so if coronavirus hits, we have cruise lines that, you know, like in coronavirus pandemic, you know, we have we have a cruise line in our portfolio that says, "Oh shit, we we lost ninety seven percent of our business in one year." Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't matter because our banana sales went up ninety seven percent. Okay, so you kind of like you, make it like you know you have your portfolio that yins and yangs, or our pharmaceutical sales went up ninety seven percent in one true. year. So it's basically like you're diversifying your monopolies. Your monopolies. And, and I can justify that to the government and I can say, yeah, but look at my overall yeah. monopoly. Like somewhere something's going to do well. Yes. And something's going to do poorly. And like overall this, this is streamlining. My monopoly percentage is at, you know, my percentage of profits is at 15%, which is a regular Okay, we don't want to get into yeah, I know, I know. People are. I, I'm just gonna say. Listen to this. It is, <laughs> I have a regular regular return rate, and then yada yada yada, and then, but just more people are coming to me for that good. Okay. A bunch bunch more times, so I diversify and. Okay. It's good, business wash. <laughs> so anyway, next question. Oh, wait, I have a question. Okay, you have a question. Oh, it's a change for our year. Yes. So I was going to say that since it is our year. Yes. What episode so far has been your favorite or that you, like, remember the most and why? Oh, dude. So I remember. I remember. Like our episode number two. Elisa Lamb? Yeah, when she was getting in the elevator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that because it scared me. <laughs> it is. So, I, I'll i have to like make you watch this thing No, later. don't make me watch it. <laughs> I want to sleep tonight. <laughs> Not later today because I also would like to sleep tonight. The elevator game freaks me out. No, I'm not playing the elevator. No, no, no. I won't play that game either. What other episodes? Uh, what was your highlight reel of the last year? I remember, I remember when the dad buried his kids in the in the two water silos or the water silos. Okay, well, we didn't do that episode. No. <laughs> well, I watched that with you. It was sad. That's the Chris Watts story. Oh, Chris Watts, he makes me hot. <laughs> we didn't even cover that one. Babe. Well, now we are. <laughs> We're cover it. I'll cover it at some point, but there's so many things. Spoiler, out guys! <laughs> I just spoiled one. <laughs> Why'd you make me watch it then? Because I wanted to watch it. It just came out. <sighs> <You're ready>. Um. <laughs> what else? Did I you thought that I already did this one. I feel like I you... know. Well, this one I thought you did. I like the uh, the. The house for sale. Oh yeah, the murder murder house. Six fifty seven. Yeah, that was that was interesting. That was a good one. 
What, what was your favorite one? Um, so let me think. I think that. I liked. I'm a little. I'm a little. Uh... Yeah, you can be biased. It's okay. No, but I mean, I'm I'm biased because like I'm the one who tells them. So like I don't. Yeah. I don't know which ones I like the most. Okay. But um, the stories that I like the most. I mean, I've covered most of them, but let me look. Let me look at our podcast real quick. Um, oh, the one that always gets me is the Jasmine Richardson one where they killed her parents. Yeah. The werewolf. Oh. Jean Bonnet. You like Jean Bonnet? Yeah, which I did that one for my birthday. Oh, but I think my favorite might have been Jodi Arias. Okay. Because yeah. that was such a crazy fucking one. Crazy bitch. And then, um, was there anything that you learned? in the past year like not just not podcast wise but like just us doing the podcast i learned that i'm a hilarious bitch (laughs) and you should appreciate me more i just want to share i don't know if i've shared this before that sometimes jason and i will re-listen to the episodes just to make sure they sound good and everything and i will still laugh at the exact same times like with myself And, like, my laugh will match the same laugh. Yeah. And it's, it's weird. It is weird. It is weird. <laughs> like, You're like, I know. I That is equal to an 8.5 on the funny scale <laughs> and therefore equals a chortle. <laughs> it is, it's so weird, though, because it's the exact same laugh. And, like, I'm hearing it as I'm, like, doing it. Um, I also, it's interesting because since we started it in January of 2020, um, before the coronavirus was a thing, literally like each episode we've had like (laughs) the last year has been crazy so like the whole coronavirus thing happened um we got a new president we got um we moved into a new house um just like there's a lot of things that happened in the last year and also absolutely nothing happened in the last year because we weren't really allowed to leave our house (laughs) yeah but um in the last year you know sophie got hurt and i got hurt and I got hurt. Um, you didn't get emotionally. <laughs> um, but then every week, or almost every week, we put out ep- episodes, and it was kind of something to look forward to. And our number of listeners has gone up. Yeah. And our amount of countries has gone up. Yeah. So, um, you know, to everybody who's still listening, thank you. Oh wait, most important question. Yes. What's been your favorite Jason's corner? Oh, um, what's my favorite question that I've asked you? Hmm. It could be one of the lists. It could be one of the weird questions. It could be one of the voices. It could be something. I like the lists. Yeah. Which lists? Well, I mean, any of them, because I really like how you never know your list. And then I list your list and then you're like, oh, yeah, that's my list. Yeah. (laughs) So like music, food. Yeah. I do like the thought-provoking questions as well, but I like the list because okay. I I feel like don't stand, don't do it, Sammy. And then our um, Poppy and Kitty have been here through it all. Yes. Yes. Hi, baby. I know you can't lay on the microphone. Um. So, what was your favorite Jason's corner? Uh, I like the one where I came out as Richard Little, and I just like watch me. Who's Richard Little? I don't know. Little Richard? Little Richard. Dick Little? 
Dick Little. Little Dick. Little Dick. Little Dicky. Little Dicky. Um, okay. Well, uh, I hope everybody enjoyed. I know that it was a, a really upsetting episode. It was. But, you know. It's okay. All of my episodes are pretty much upsetting. They are pretty upsetting. That's why we have Jason's Corner. That's why we have Jason's Corner. Why did you make him go? I didn't make him go. He said goodbye to the episode. Sam says goodbye. Bye. So he's already asleep. Okay, bye everyone. Bye.